everyone. Today's show will be hosted by me, your friend Pranay. Today, you have a new voice as host in this podcast. The old horses, Rakshat and Shashank, are busy with something else, which very soon you will find out. In today's podcast, we will be discussing about marketing and the role and integration of brand marketing specifically. How important it is for any company or any individual. So I'd like to welcome you to the all new podcast with one of my favorite person that I know. She is one of the finest in the business and the coolest person I know personally. Super mom, super professional and a super human to work with. Someone I've always looked up to in every aspect of life. She has a positive influence which I'm sure she is aware about. She's confident and pragmatic. With this, I would like to welcome Shweta to our podcast. Hello Shweta, how are you? Hi Pranay, wow, that was a, a pretty glowing introduction. Thank you, means a lot. Happy to be here Pranay. Same as Shota, we, we I had been chasing you, and I everything that I wrote, everything that I memorized, it certainly means a lot. So I just want to start with that. So Thanks, so man. for everyone who's seeing this, for our channel, this is the first video podcast, and I specifically wanted Shweta to be in this podcast to start on a high note. Awesome! Looking forward to it, Prane. All right. So Shweta, since the topic for the podcast today is about marketing. Mm-hmm. I would first initially before jumping into what marketing is and what brand marketing is I would want if you could tell our viewers like you know what you are into what your professional journey has been into so that we can relate more about you Got it so um you already said that we 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 are acquainted very well um so I was previously at uh, an academy and I joined an academy when the edtech sector itself was so nascent you know no one had really heard of an academy at that point um so fair to say i really got the opportunity to you know learn get my hands dirty you know a lot of time space and room to grow um at an academy right and i think an academy is really a company that believes in the power of brand and what it can do for the business in fact it even believed that it's one of the or treated it as one of the pillars or usps of the product right so really got an opportunity to to learn and grow with the organization at right. an academy i'm currently with um a startup called mensa brands and at mensa brands we partner with um amazing founders um and you know we meaningfully scale and build global brands right so that's a bit about what i do um quite a contrast from what i was previously doing at an academy but right. still exciting because you know a large part of what i do is working on um uh, building d2c brands and uh, particularly in the home and beauty and personal care categories all right So I've heard about Mensa uh, that it's the fastest growing uh, unicorn in India right so what do you think is different uh, what Mensa did different in that So yes I mean I actually just joined when uh, Mensa became a, a unicorn right so I think uh, I think it was a 6 month uh, sort of glide path to becoming right. a unicorn which I think is pretty insane and pretty cool for a startup yeah. to be um obviously great people at mensa you know so much to learn from and i think that itself was half uh, the job done right right i think just getting great people together bunch of fantastic founders and brands i think um you know working on that i think mensa really you know sort of helped these founders uh, right. build brands well, yeah so i mean just to continue on the same front i since you have a you know diff- different experience in different industry yeah. so especially with the marketing aspect i want to understand like how marketing or the brand marketing or the entire overall marketing is different from industries to industries like you know you can take up like you know from your experience or like fintech yeah. edtech you know health tech or ecom like how the marketing perspective is different for each one of them 
So, I mean, you're right, Pranay. I mean, that bit, there are some sort of differences. And particularly for me, if I was to just talk about moving from edtech to e-commerce, um, you know, there are, you know, for, for me personally, you know, working on an app product and then moving to actually physical products, I manage a brand, um, right. that, you know, sells men's lifestyle products, right? So quite a difference there versus, you know, consumer behavior, the consumer behavior of a user who's buying a 30,000 rupee course versus maybe a 100 rupee pair of earrings is, is completely different. But I think the fundamentals of marketing remain the same, right? And if I was to break that into, say, four points, one is, you know, identifying the consumer pain point. The mm. second is unearthing actual consumer insights that can help the brand land its point, right? Mm. And the third is, you know, to be able to craft a brand story in a compelling way and tell that story, right? And the fourth is basically channel distribution, right? Which is how do you effectively tell customers right. that story, right? And that's what channel distribution is. And you're right, it's different across different sectors. Um, but what I think really changes between categories hmm. uh, is the external factors. Because let's take fintech as a category, right? Fintech right. itself is a low trust category. So if you want to build a fintech leader, um, you have to build a brand based on trust, right? And I think e-commerce did that really well very early on, they had this problem very early on and they did it really well by some, you know, fantastic initiatives at that time, like cash on delivery and zero cost EMI, right? right. So right. I think now those, and those problems have evolved for e-commerce, right? Today, it's about how do you marry selection and convenience with differentiation? Because now, you know, consumers have access to all products across channels, across e-commerce players, right? It's the, the field is basically leveled, right? So I think the the changes really are in the external factors. And I think where marketing can really add value is you stay true to the fundamentals, which is the core of it is really the pain point and the insight. Right, right. And then you optimize for the external factors, right? Which is mm. how, how do you sort of build a brand differently in the fintech space versus an e-commerce space, right? Where differentiation might be key, where brand building might be key versus fintech where, you know, trust might be more important. Yeah. Right, right. I mean, yeah, I mean, uh, understanding the persona, understanding the pain point, addressing that, building up yeah. insights, and then, you know, working towards building it and solving a problem is what, you know, every player is trying to do. But I was always curious, like, you know, how, you know, branding perspective changes from industry to industry. But yeah. So, Shweta, I mean, see, one is the branding, which we are talking about, about different industries. Then, you know, there is a new age startup that, you know, India is now has produced over 100 unicorns and you know mm -hmm. more than there were in just the last year so yeah. how at different stages also it's not just the branding that is done for a particular industry or particular company but at different stages also the branding changes right when you are at a seed stage when uh then you uh become a series series eight till you go to your eighth series before you yeah. know whatever you get for an IPO. So how at different stages, like, could you explain us like, you know, how the branding changes or the perspective changes? Yeah, I think, I think how it changes really depends on, you're right, the stage of the startup and, and the requirement, right? Pre-seed, I mean, you technically have a product that's not even achieved PMF, right? So the story that you might tell right, right. may change, right? Hmm. Between series A and series B, your goal is to really establish unit economics and create a glide path to revenue growth, right? So there you're really focused on telling a consumer story that's meaningful, right? And I think it's okay for startups and brands to do things that are not scalable at that point, right? 
why because at that stage building this meaningful connection with the consumer i think is absolutely critical right uh, because you've already achieved pmf at that stage mm. and then later on i think it's really about scaling up right when you want to step on the gas then you go you know all out you go to mass media mm. you know you have an obviously an overarching story but that overarching story can really be customized across channels right right and right. while i think the articulation may vary you know the positioning and the essence really remains the same right and i think that at that stage is when you know when what we call a mature startup you have your story straight right i right. think at that point it's just about being consistent and and reaching a larger um larger Probably. number of people mm-hmm. right because reach isn't optional today right because for brands to be relevant um, you need to have the reach you need to drive consistency and you need to have a message that really resonates with the consumer right and the consumer which is ever changing Yeah. I mean next point which I want to bring up is the user behavior right, right. I would like to start with an example of an academy for instance right so mm-hmm. an academy in an edtech space always was a complimentary course for people we never said we never said uh, we never believe that we will change the offline course when mm-hmm. an academy started or like we are a more a supplement course you know you do your college school and we are into a test prep and you can come and take us as an assistant you know mm-hmm. material study material but you know then we were nicely placed with the covid peak started you know when the covid era started we were nicely placed to you know take a flight from there but you know suddenly from the market tam from 8% it became 100% for us like for an academy right so like everyone was online and we were already there to be presented and you know it lasted for a good one one and a half two years plus so yeah. has that changed the user behavior completely now since we are coming back to offline and this is just one part one industry i'm talking about let's suppose an academy and i'm sure this this is applicable for other uh, players and industries as well yeah. you know, the buying behavior has completely changed so how much do you think especially the covid era has brought a you know digital adoption especially you know this uh, you know phone pay google pay and upis and you know retails how the adoption and the user behavior has changed over especially for all the online startups yeah I think I think Pranay honestly it's the first time in a generation and you know probably in the history of Indian consumers right. that users have had access to you know faster cheaper data and you know tech integration is more ubiquitous you gave the examples of of UPI right so I think it's the first time like I said in the history of Indian consumers that this trifecta has really come together right. at the same time right and this has expanded you know the average indian consumer's expectation and perception of what a brand mm. is really about and what it actually means for them right so i think what they're doing is not benchmarking a brand against other indian brands right they are benchmarking an indian brand against global brands because now they have access to that and those are the expectations right because they know how global brands are sort of um you know the kind of treatment that consumers get from global brands right and that's the real benchmark right and i think the mobile itself is a window to to the world right i mean it's all about you know forming communities and articulating the demands that customers have in crowdspeak right and i think crowdspeak now is really how uh, you know how the communication of brands are really dictated right because now uh, you know uh, ratings reviews feedback on neutral third party platforms things have have become so critical right so i think that's a huge stick that consumers have against brands to you know sort of keep them in line right so while i think it's important as marketers to craft that narrative and tell that story i think today consumers really have a lot more power right. Um, right. on brands right i think that's what has really changed right so brands really have to uh, while covid and the pandemic has really accelerated 
digital adoption hmm. i think brands now need to be extra careful right because it's not just about you know solving for a pain point you also want to solve for it better than other competitors you also want to solve it in the best possible way that a consumer might uh, you know want that problem solved if you know right. what i mean so yeah. shweta uh, just you know continuing over your point since now there is so much of competition right the <laughs> you know every player in the industry wants to be better and they are providing so many facilities understanding yeah. is at the pain point and providing you you know so many facilities around so do you think we have become less brand loyal to earlier like if if i talk about a decade back like you know if i had a nokia phone like everyone in the family had not of course because of the competition of course nokia was the pioneer but because of certain reasons so have we become less loyal or the stickiness is less now what do you think about that's a great question i mean i've thought about this um you know a lot too while i don't believe that you know brand loyalty is completely dead uh, i i do think it exists but you know i just like to uh you know talk about professor byron sharp and some of his works right is some of his work which where he talks about you know how mental and physical availability is really what trumps loyalty today right like for example if a brand is physically and mentally available to you i mean you're going to pick that right right um and that's why i said you know reach is also not optional so mm-hmm. if there is a brand that um you know today i think customers are spoiled for choice right i mean i myself despite being a digital marketer i yeah. fall for literally every brand that you know has such targeted and amazing communication for me on instagram right but i do realize as a customer myself that i'm more open to trying new brands um and particularly after having worked in the d2c space i know that's true because of the kind of um, data that i'm seeing and the kind of user behavior and insights that i get right so i i do think that to some extent brands need to not um think that um y- you know you know customers are loyal and they're not going to switch right. because there are so many options out there right um so i think some brands like for example if i was to take some of the legacy brands i think apple uh, nike etc have fairly loyal customers because they've managed to build a tribe uh, you typically end up finding um, you know apple customers who will pretty much by any apple product and uh, who but, you, sorry sorry to cut you short and this you are but, that person right you are that consumer <laughs> <laughs> no but i feel like you know people relate themselves so much with the brand right yeah. uh, so any attack on the brand is an attack on themselves and then you come to defend because see again these brand these iconic brand <laughs> they they have managed to influence the behavior of a rational you know consumer like why would you pay the same thing for a particular product you know massively high on a massively high discount so yeah. i think somehow they have managed to influence your decision and behavior so like i believe personally also that you know branding is or marketing has gone way beyond conversion or way beyond yeah. uh, you know selling a product it yeah. influences your behavior so these iconic brands certainly have achieved that from where they started of building a product i agree but there are just so few brands uh, like that you know i mean th- that's the truth right and of course i don't think they would have been able to do it without absolutely great products and communication that is so rooted in consumer insight right i think apple knows its tg so well and everything that it does is like completely in line with that right so i do agree that but i, I think how it has built a really great brand is by focusing on product right is by focusing on those insights so yeah i mean yeah i think that's why apple has a fairly loyal uh, including you fairly loyal customer base right yeah right, let's let's i think uh, we should uh, let's jump to the iconic uh, indian brands all right some of the iconic brands like amul yeah. 
Uh, then you have Imperial Blue, uh, you have Zomato, you have Oreo, you have Vogue. You know, these are like, you know, great, great brands. Yeah. I feel like particularly they have great content out there, right? Yeah. So like whenever, like for example, if I take Amul, right? Whenever there is an issue, we know which brand has a poster yeah. already. Any <laughs> cause or any issue, Amul is always there with an opinionated version. Right? Mm. Like for example, like Zomato, you know, knows its yeah. audience very well. They know what they make yeah. them use their service and never bring out that foodie, you know, out from you. So, you know, what's your take on the Indian brands and, you know, Indian, uh, you know, these iconic brands out there? Yeah, you're right. I think uh, some of the brands that you mentioned were obviously legacy brands. I think some of the brands you mentioned more newer, newer age right, startups, right. newer brands, right? So I think you're right as in... Flipkart for that matter. I'm so sorry, just to add. I remembered the Flipkart uh, ad as well. Yeah, like, the kids, right? Yeah. Kids, yeah. yeah. That's true. Like, I mean, I think they've done... Hmm. A, a really fantastic job of building a brand around uh, around that right but but like i said i think for me at least uh, the two things that i i really look for in an ad are you know is it memorable is it entertaining right but uh, at the crux of it is there really a consumer insight as a marketer that's typically right. what you think of right i know that a lot of customers may not may not really think in that direction but at the end of it, as a marketer, you say, you know, what's the insight, right? What have they built this communication on? And, you know, I've also, you know, seen some of the more recent ads and, and thought some of the brands have done a really cool job, right? I don't know if you've seen the Kohler ad. Kohler makes bathroom fittings, right? So I think they, you know, they're in a space where, you know, they have a lot of brand equity in the toilet fitting space, but they were entering the lighting category, right? Which is uh, which is right. a space or a category they have no brand equity in, right? Mm-hmm. And I thought the ad was so amazing because they ended up showing the entire sort of, um, you know, uh, setup where in a space where they actually have equity, which is, you know, bathroom fittings and then showed that they are, you know, they're entering the lighting space, right? Which I thought was really interesting, right? Because uh, it's a pretty clever way to to show that you're entering a new category, right? People remember, oh, Kohler, the Kohler that makes bathroom fittings. Now they also have lights, right? So I thought it was a pretty cool way. I really like the new Spotify ads. Have you seen those? Yes, yes, yes. Really yes. nice, right? I mean, yeah. I think super memorable, super entertaining and and based on such a great consumer insight, right? Which is, we actually use music to you know, escape into, escape from, uh, you know, our realities, you know, retreat into our own world, right? And I thought they did that really well, right? And I think a lot of international brands also take like um, really boring sort of, I don't want to say boring, but really, (laughs) uh, yeah, okay, boring categories like say utility or insurance. Yeah, they are they watching this podcast? (laughs) um, At some point, I wish they do. Yeah, but like, you know, categories like utility, um, or like insurance, things like right. that. I think that's such an un. There's you can make an ad that's so unimaginative in this space because you're like, what could I do about, uh, you know, insurance? Mm-hmm. But they make it so interesting, right? A lot of great brands that do it. Insurance, yeah, I think insurance are great with brand, uh, these ads and. That's content. true, right? I mean, it's just, you would expect that this is such a category, right? I mean, what kind of communication would you really craft? But I think they've done a good job. I think Apple's new privacy campaign. Right. Um, so I mean, think about a tech company talking about data privacy. Data I mean, that can be handled like yeah. in such a boring and unimaginative way, right? But but like I said, you know, Apple really knows it's TG and I I so when I saw that uh, you know ad for the first time because a lot yeah. of conversations like data leak, data privacy, you know, Facebook, yeah. Facebook Meta and all. Right. But I felt like Apple definitely picked up elephant in the room. They were like, okay, let's discuss the 
thing that has been just and they picked up that topic really well yeah and their communication is like bang on right i think they've mm. they've done a absolutely fantastic job around that and i think they've consistently done it so you're right i mean i think it's also it's not just about telling that great story but it's also about telling it over and over again right. and for it to be sort of contextual to today's time right i think if a brand came out and said a story that is like uh, you know so many Uh, you know i remember an agency that still talked about you know how you know the whole diwali family vibe you know sort of very indian setting i think i think that's great but i also think that the indian consumer is much more uh very different today right and has advanced so much today so i think the way that a brand should communicate to them should also be um you know sort of coherent with the times and relevant with the times I I I personally feel the social signaling has improved over the time with the brands. Yeah, that's yeah. I'm sure. I wonder why. <laughs> yeah. uh, just uh, I just happened to you know pick this question up from your Kolar uh, uh, example that you said you know the uh, Kolar is entering from ba- the bathroom segments to the lighting segments and how. So I mean, just you know, I want to ask this question. So how difficult it is for a brand also, you know, from what they have been doing like forever. to now change their entire uh, product to a different with the same name like you know i've seen uh, brands struggling with that right uh, like bajaj you know when they wanted to get into the bike segment so for yeah. bajaj it was always in the 90s like hamara bajaj so it was always yeah, a scooter segment yeah, yes. right. yeah the family the middle class you know getting a two wheeler and it's all about scooter and they wanted to get into the bike segment and you know when bajaj pulsar and all were coming up so they wanted to get in a sports bike they launched a different name altogether with ktm right so ktm was more so they did not wanted to have that same perception about their brand what people you know had for decades to now being changed so like is it really i mean how difficult or easy it is for a brand to you know shift into a new product with the same name because now for example yeah. recent example is about zomato right zomato is internally changing its name to eternal <laughs> they have you know divided into four different teams if i remember one is for the food part one is blanket second is uh, mm-hmm. there there are two more a uh, yeah. uh, one is for the uh, i i don't remember exactly but internally they have changed to eternal rather than zomato so okay. they have also changed the name for right. what they are yeah. into so how difficult or easy it is for a brand to shift to a product and stay with the same name or you know uh, change the brand name altogether like it's facebook for example meta yeah. to meta yeah i mean it, it took some time getting used to but i think um but i think in that case probably slightly different right um because again very it was very people were already using the whole metaverse and i think this was probably poisoning facebook well for that entry if you know what i mean right but but i hear you on the um you know how difficult the whole bajaj example that you gave right i think a lot of brands have done that right Let, let's talk about toyota and lexus right i mean it's easier going from the bottom to the top but i mean is bmw ever going to come out with a um with a middle class car probably not right no. because yeah. i don't think that's a path you can get back on right mm-hmm. because then what it does is bmw's value as a, a premium luxury vehicle sort of goes down right so i think it is it is hard for brands and brands should take a you know hard look at why they want to do this and whether it actually makes sense for them to do it i think toyota and lexus have made you know done it 
really well a lot of people actually don't know that lexus is owned by toyota or rather it's toyotas um other example that i can think of is crown plaza and i think holiday inn if i'm not wrong i'm not yeah i think it's holiday inn um holiday inn again has a slightly more you know medium you know mid uh tier hotel sort of right. feel right but then i think they also sort of experimented with having crown plaza named as um holiday inn mm. but then people you know people stopped going there because they thought it was sort of similar right yeah. um so i think yeah i mean i think it's important to decide where you want it to be an extension like for example if it's a marriott hotel and then mm. you want to have a budget version called fairfield by marriott or whether you want to do holiday inn versus crown plaza i think it's an interesting sort of problem statement right and i think uh, i think like tanish like tanishka does right exactly tanishka, right they, they have... there, i feel like tanishka has really mm-hmm. built a brand around the whole trust around this category right, right? so there i think adding say you know saying you know by tanishka okay. Correct. For the right. diamond segment, also they have a exactly. separate now for carrot by Tanishk. Right. Exactly. Yeah. So yeah. I feel like you know adding that by Tanishk adds a lot of trust, right? right. So right. I think it really depends on how you've already positioned your brand, and whether you want to use it as an extension or whether you want to completely rebrand and have a separate sort of uh, line of business. So yeah. I think that's Yeah I mean for the first time when I saw when I saw uh, carrot by Tanish you know as a startup guy I always thought hey this company has been funded by Tanish Award like yeah. you know, now they are by Tanish but yeah. then you know I read they wanted to get into a different segment which was out of gold to a diamond part so that's yeah. how the carrot part you know came yeah. in sure right yeah all right cool pop uh shweta uh so i want to also discuss about one interesting point which i feel like you know personally yeah. my question out there uh you know a lot of you know money money is being pumped into you know uh, these startups right you know millions and billions of dollar year on year and now there is easy access to you know reach out to you know make up uh, yeah. ambassadors bollywood uh, guys as ambassadors or you know pick yeah. up a get or pick up a politician these are the top 3 you know verticals out there right you know pick up and you immediately have the visibility out now i feel like for example if i take any brand you know in ipl you find tons and tons of brand that get published and want that slot and visibility so uh, you know people know the brand people know about the brand but they don't know exactly what they are doing like for example like everyone knows byju's now byju's is i think has gone yeah. up and above the brand part like mm-hmm. they are connected with team india forever people mm-hmm. know they have a big uh, you know holding and poster okay. out in the correct yeah. mm-hmm. t-shirt but if you still go to you know proper tier 2 3 they know india byju's as brand but they aren't aware about what they do like for me the yeah. longest period when i was kid when you know india team was associated with sahara yeah. i had no idea what sahara does but i knew team sahara like you know yeah. uh, dravid and sachin used to wear it yeah. so like and this i'm talking a gap of 10 years a decade now so okay. i still feel the problem is there so how as founders or you know the cmos or the marketing expert should is that is this even a problem first i want to know this and if it is like how from a company perspective to a user perspective i should be knowing apart from the branding that what they are into also so that eventually you know i end up using the product Yeah I mean it's definitely a problem uh, I I wouldn't know how many brands Virat Kohli is associated with I think he's overexposed as a celebrity and at the end of it you just remember the celebrity right you're right you don't and this happens with me and I'm sure with several other consumers as well right so I think as a startup if you're if you want to go in for a celebrity endorsement like you said a bollywood celebrity or a cricketer or something like that I think you should stop and take a hard look at yourself I mean who is 
who are the brands who are doing this right either you're a new brand you're looking to drive awareness or you're a legacy brand that's you know looking trying to be cooler trying to regain lost trust something like that right i think the kind of celebrity that you choose um varies right and you can go in and sign the most famous face mm. uh, but what that results in is is this situation right which is everybody signing virat kohli and then no one actually remembering Uh, which brand Virat Kohli is endorsing, right? So this actually results in a concentration of sort of multiple brands with the same set of celebrities, right? And and let's let's even talk about the other sort of side, right? Which is if you take all of these phone companies, right? Your Oppo, Realme, right, Xiaomi, right. OnePlus, right? They've all tied up with different celebs, right? I mean, uh, but to be honest, if you ask me which brand has tied up with with celebrity, like I wouldn't know, right? because the thing is phone brands they are now today what are they competing on right they are competing on tech specifications right camera specific cameras right camera specific. i mean how does that tie into any celebrity right how how do you rationalize the choice for a celebrity hmm. when you're talking about a camera right Like, um, I, so again, uh, just to pinpoint and circle back on the same point when we talked about the digital app, <coughs> yeah. user behavior has changed. So you know, now I particularly feel just to add on to your point, yeah. like why the celebrities part. <laughs> you know, we from you know the age of QWERTY pads to have gone to now you know smartphones. Right now, from smartphones we have from vertical like how we used to watch videos. It was mostly vertical, right? The TV screen right. all are. vertical so from mm. vertical our user behavior has changed more to horizontal so mm. now we uh, pick up the phone like this yeah. right we yeah. we hold it like this and that's the selfie generation because that's how you are used to clicking selfie now you see you know igtv aaya tha right yeah, vertical like yeah snapchat uh, instagram reels everything is vertical it's not horizontal right. anymore correct so mm. uh, did, did i mess it up yeah uh, I, I, I said that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it though. Yeah. I got it. Yeah. So from horizontal, we have gone to vertical now. Right. So, so this too much effort, right, Pranay? Yeah. So now I feel uh, yeah. the behavior that has changed from going for you know horizontal to vertical has resulted in, like I said, the selfie generation. So it's more yeah. camera thing. Correct. The filters have come into play. Correct. So I think the celebrities come into picture because they are seemingly supposed to be good looking. So I think that's where the connection is. Like I post. That's a fantastic connection. Yeah, you're a good marketer. Yeah, this. I mean, <laughs> that's an interesting way of looking at it, right? Because I was just like, how do you rationalize selecting X Y Z celebrity when you're talking about some so mm. many megapixel camera, right? But interesting, right? Because you're talking about the use case of that camera, and then. You know, so I mean, every brand has a celebrity, but specifically for yeah. like a phone, it does connect. So yeah, got it. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, and and you know, with celebs, I think you know there are brands who've done a great job with celebs. Uh, you know, if you see Cred, um, although right. oh. you might not know what Cred does, I think what they <laughs> did was they really made some good ads with celebs, right? right? Because right. I think it was a very unconventional use right. of celebs, right? Because you always have celebs just endorsing your product. Mm. Mm. I think the way that they used the celebs was super creative. Amazing, yeah. Um I don't know what the true insight um in mm. those ads mm. were but the truth is I thought they were really memorable right and today I think that counts for something right. Absolutely. Uh, but there are also there are also brands that are not doing any work with celebs. I don't know if you've seen the recent Aco ad right. We spoke about insurance mm. companies. Right. Uh, the right. ad right. I think uh, really interesting you know I mean for a for a company in this space the insurance space like I said probably not the most exciting um space probably not the most uh easiest space to create marketing ads or ads in right advertising for but uh, 
I think they did a fantastic job as well, right? So there are a lot of great companies that are doing well without celebrities also. I think fantastic way of finding out a problem first. Like, you know, initially discuss, find out a problem. Like Akko says, 50,000 bacha liya kya, right? Exactly. And Xiaomi and all used to say, ghanti baji kya. Like an academy says, let's crack it, right? So yeah. they just pick that one pain point and build up right. the narrative around the same. Yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah, I think, I think, yeah, so it's a good mix. I mean, I just feel like you should probably be able to rationalize this. And, you know, I often struggle with the whole ROI sort of mm-hmm. question, right? Which is how do you really ascertain whether this makes sense for your brand? You you spoke about um, Baiju's and all of the work that they're doing with the cricket team, right? I, I don't know what's the math that they do yeah. uh, to figure out if it makes sense for your brand. But, but generally, I do believe that, you know, brand marketing gives you a baseline shift, right? Like your performance and digital marketing is going to give you those short spikes and the baseline moves when you sort of complement that with brand, right? But how much of brand marketing and right. Right. in terms of quantum and how, how often, right? Hmm. I think those questions are, uh, I think, varies by brand, but also an interesting sort of problem to solve today. Great, great. I think, Shweta, uh, I'm good, actually. Uh, it was lovely having a conversation. Uh, just, I want to know this personally. So, what do you like about marketing? Like, as this this should have been my first question. Yeah. Like, what do you like about marketing? Like, you know, pick up any vertical, like brand, supply chain, business, anything, performance, content. Uh, what do you like about marketing as a whole? So, Pranay, I've actually had a very unconventional start to my marketing career. I spent several years not marketing as, you know, uh, a safety shoes and hard hat wearing chemical engineer, right? Uh, almost five, six years, right? Before I actually entered marketing. Right. Um, so if you ask me, I think the journey to even getting mm-hmm. a job or a, starting a career in marketing has been very different for me, right? Mm-hmm. I think what I've most enjoyed is, um, A, just being able to be closer to what, um, you know, consumers look for when they're buying brands right. um looking for you know just learning more about those insights right what goes into really building a brand right i've always again looked at all these brands that you spoke about in awe and wondered what really goes into creating those brands right so i think an interest in that has always helped and the second piece is you know again as an engineer and having started my career in that you know i just felt like being able to measure and being able to attribute and being able to actually see the results of what you do with respect to, um, you know, marketing has also been a secondary sort of interest of mine, right? So, which is where I think both came together and, you know, being able to do that, tell a story creatively with, you know, deeply rooted um, in a consumer insight and being able to talk about what the impact of that is on actually building a brand or moving the needle for a brand, I think um, is really where my interest in, marketing sort of arose but again you know I'm still learning as I go along I think every sector while I spoke about the fundamentals of marketing I think every sector is still different different I mean there is some difference because there's so many nuances in in the way consumers behave I mean um, I'm still learning today right if there is a consumer buying even a earring or a perfume online um, you know their behavior is so different right you just take tier one consumers versus tier two or tier three consumers in India it's so different right um, and then you take that to say an edtech company where you know there right. are like probably right. five people deciding whether we should buy a thirty thousand rupee course or go to Kota or go to Delhi or wherever, right? So I think um, I think that's really interesting to just be able to understand mm-hmm. um, consumer behavior and probably that stems from my interest in just uh, understanding people and uh, and really what moves them to 
do what, what should do. i mean definitely you're a hustler i mean if hustler and enthusiasm and positive would have a face wow. and name <laughs> would have given your face to me <laughs> i mean i know like you said from chemical engineering how you shifted yeah. to the marketing i know your stories yeah. you yeah. know how you budged into singapore doing cold callings and all so yeah. we'll discuss that later <laughs> yeah thanks for oh, having yeah. me and this was fun thank you uh, just last thing shoda where yeah. can we find you on like anyone who wants to contact you where we can find you i i can share my email address with you so if there's anything that you'd like to know about marketing or just generally chat about some of the more pertinent problems that i'm facing right now which is solving some very early stage you know attribution and scale up problems for startups right. love to chat and and learn and, and also shweta is partially into keto so I'll i was that was a long time ago <laughs> like i don't think i deserve to say that i was keto that was a long time ago i am not on any keto now but all right i'll share all the contact details and handles on the description if anyone wants to reach out to shweta and for me you can reach out on linkedin and on the brio market page anywhere else great, great. all right thank thanks you so much shweta it has always yeah, been a thanks. pleasure yeah thank bye bye